We recently lost Sid Hartman, the great, or at least famous, scribe with the Minneapolis Star Tribune newspaper. It was just the Tribune through much of my life, and when the name changed, the word Minneapolis was eliminated. I remember news reports trumpeting the new product as Star Tribune of Minnesota. I assume that's still in effect, but we just call it the Star Tribune or the Strib. The word star was incorporated to acknowledge the old afternoon paper of the Twin Cities, the Minneapolis Star. I remember here in Morris, Bob Foss made the rounds with his sack of Minneapolis Star newspapers. Jim Klobuchar wrote his column for the Star. The afternoon Minneapolis Star was known for more featurey content than the Tribune. Critics would call that fluff. I remember paying attention to both papers and I appreciated them both. It was the heyday of the Metropolitan Dailies with their monopoly distribution systems that made them so powerful. Papers had true power in the pre-digital days. Those days drift ever more into the past and we might forget many aspects. It's human nature because we are geared to deal with the present. We forget how people once felt free to light up a cigarette anywhere. Yes, believe it or not. Smoking was seen as a symbol of maturity, not stupidity the way it is generally perceived today. So we once accepted the big Metro dailies as really the last word. It was the gatekeeper media with almost a paternalistic manner, judging how information should be put in front of the public. Mostly this favored political liberals because liberals generally frame their arguments based on fact, whereas conservatives are known for framing so many of their arguments on emotion. And this is not to entirely dismiss the conservative voices in media, because I have a fundamental respect for conservative ideas, such as we have to watch the national debt. What happened to that one? <laughs> Conservatives seem mighty concerned about the debt when we have a democratic president. Also, the discipline of conservatives breaks down so easily. So instead of being people of principle, they become a cult of Donald Trump. I did not pay much attention to Sid Hartman over the last few years of his life. Like Ruth Bader Ginsburg, he should have retired. Retire and enjoy life, enjoy some relaxation. Hartman clung to his column, probably because it was his life. Had he been forced into retirement, he could well have enjoyed it. 
He was an enigma as a writer. He was not artful with his writing or his style. No one would say he was. Was he a crusading truth seeker? Well, he wasn't that either because we all knew he curried favor with many sources by assuring them he'd never write anything critical of them. He could be critical of certain people, like Timberwolves general manager Jack McCluskey, who he felt was just here to ride the gravy train for a while, or the water wagon, whatever. And my, Hartman sought to build up Christian Leitner. So he had well-known biases, especially for new stadiums and arenas, where his commitment could grate on many of us. He would insult critics of such proposals. So, a biased person with no discernible writing style. It was, in fact, a coarse, minimalist style. And I remember talking to Howard Sinker of the Strib once, who mocked it a little. He did a parody for me with a typical type of sentence from a Hartman column. Pete Redfern threw yesterday. <laughs> you have probably forgotten Redfern, one of those hot young pitching prospects, many of whom would disappoint back in those days, or they would throw their arm out. And then, as I recall, Redfern had a diving accident in his post-playing days. Very sad. I was at Metropolitan Stadium, Bloomington, for one of Redfern's really good games. <clears throat> I believe he went the distance in a win. I was there with, with, a, uh, with a college friend, Rick Satterley, St. Cloud State. I located... Rick, a couple years ago, emailed him, and he did not answer. For some people, old-school friendships just don't register much, whereas I'm the kind of person who values both the present and the past. Or maybe I just have an especially good memory. Or maybe some of my old friends are scared of being reminded of some of the foolish things they did when young. <laughs> So I attended uh, St. Cloud State, me and Rick did, and, and, uh, and, and, and that should tell you something. Our reputation precedes us, you might say. I can have a sense of humor about it. Sid Hartman was 100 years old. That is an accomplishment by itself. Maybe he and RBG can compare notes in heaven. Both are Jewish. So I'm not sure they subscribe uh, to the idea of heaven or if they have another conception of the afterlife. Bob Dolliger told me that Jewish people don't believe in the afterlife, or rather they live on only in the memory of their surviving friends and family. I don't know. But the memories of Sid Hartman will live on for a very long time in the Minnesota sports world. 
on this day in Minnesota history, and it's October 29th, 1971. Actress Winona Ryder is born in Winona. <laughs> born in Winona, that's nice. And in the ELCA devotional booklet, we're looking at October 29th and the headline of Healing Help. Why are you cast down, O my soul, and why are you disquieted within me? Verse 5, Psalm 43. Continuing, I was at a conference many years ago where the speaker suggested that if we have faith, we will never feel down, depressed, or blue. Nothing could be further from the truth. That speaker must have never read the book of Psalms. The psalmists pour out their struggles from a deep place of faith. In the midst of their darkest moments, they depend on God to walk with them, care for them, and give them hope. When we struggle with our mental health, God blesses us with mental health professionals who can care for us and restore our well-being. As God heals us physically through medical doctors and other caregivers, God heals us emotionally through psychologists, therapists, counselors, and others. When our souls are disquieted, we can and should turn to God in prayer, but we should also take advantage of the gifts of healing God gives through the caregivers God has called to these very important ministries. Merciful God, heal us and all whose souls are disquieted. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, amen. Prayer concern, mental health caregivers. End of quoted material. So it's Thursday, October 29th. We are still very much in the midst of the pandemic and all the complications it has caused in our lives. Sports world has been abbreviated and disrupted. And uh, well, that should be the least of our concerns. And now the election is getting near. And my biggest worry is that the election will be close enough that all heck will break loose, lawsuits, and uh, it could be it could be very scary. I hope for the opposite outcome where where frankly Biden and the Democrats feel some momentum and we can ease into some semblance of normalcy again. And as for what will happen to Trump and his followers, that would be a fascinating question. But we're not there yet. Anything can happen. Trump could win. It scares me, but it could happen. Good day. <laughs>